The following is a King's Chapel, Alaska presentation with Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion's making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's call and help us be the personal, powerful, permeating church God's called us to be. For more information, visit kcalaska.com or find us on Facebook. Here's Pastor Daniel. Take your Bibles, please, as you remain standing. Turn to a number of different texts that we're going to look at as we continue in a series called or entitled, The Holy Ghost Come. Uh, powerful verses of Scripture. The Lord's been dealing with me all day. In fact, I woke up really knowing what the Lord wanted to speak tonight and been meditating on it. I have a number of things in the magazine uh, prepared for this series that we've been doing on Wednesdays. But a situation uh, took place when I was at the Jaffa Gate in Israel, in Jerusalem, that tied into this whole text. And so I'm going to share it with you. Again, series entitled Holy Ghost Come, Gifts of Healing. The gifts of healings, plural. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, find verse 7. Are you ready? And uh, would the uh, media guys, would you get this whole row of lights for me, please? Appreciate that. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Thank you. The manifestation, you can just leave it on. All right. I guess we have a little bit of a, a challenge with that, so if we need to kill it, you could just let me borrow your glasses. No, I'm kidding. I don't use glasses. Never will in Jesus' name. Verse 7. All right. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. You can turn it off if we need to. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Let's all say that together, New King James Version. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Now go down to verse 9. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healings by the same Spirit. Now go to Acts chapter 3. Verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength, so that he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Wow. Come on, Jesus. And they knew that it was he who sat begging for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Go to Acts chapter 5. 
Find verse 12. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. I was just there. Praise God. <laughs> How cool. Okay, praise God. You're not reading something that's a myth. It's not mythological stories that you, that you can't find. You can, you can go and, and touch stuff. It's real. Man. Sorry, I just messed myself up. Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. And the believers increased and added to the Lord in multitude of both men and women. So that they brought the sick into the streets and they laid hands on, on beds and couches. That, the least, that at least the shadow of Peter passing might fall on some of them. Also multitudes gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem bringing sick people and those who were tormented by demons, unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Oh God, come and mess us up tonight. Come and do what you love to do. Release living understanding. Let your power come. Lord, let me never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. I am pumped to preach to you tonight. Praise God. We do have some notes for you. That's our custom. Uh, and so you may be seated, praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit wants to manifest Himself here tonight. Now when the Holy Spirit manifests Himself, I mean, how do you see an invisible person? How do you see wind? Think about that. The wind blows wherever it wishes, Jesus said to Nicodemus. How do you see the Holy Spirit? Well, you say, well, that's, that's simple, Pastor. I'm, I'm glad that... It's simple. You see the Holy Spirit by what He does. How many of you know when somebody walks by in the sand or you're tracking a deer or you're looking for a moose? You can see tracks. You might not be able to see the moose yet, but you know it went by because you can see that thing. And when it's a big bull, you know that it's a little bit of a different imprint. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You ever seen bear tracks? Bear tracks look like bear tracks. They got little claws on them and stuff. What happens when we say, come Holy Spirit, we ask the Holy Spirit to come, and we've been doing this series, Holy Ghost Come, and I said Holy Ghost because there's some denominations that are trying to push Holy Ghost out and just bothered me, and I thought we'd just go for it and call it Holy Ghost. It's not a dove, it's not an it, it's not the force, it's a person, it's the third person of the Holy Spirit. And so, how do you see an invisible person? You see an invisible person by what he does. You can see the tracks of an animal. You can see the Holy Spirit by what he does. For instance, in a life that's totally transformed. It's obvious that the power of the Holy Spirit's on someone who used to be angry and mean and ornery or maybe addicted and afflicted. And all of a sudden they have peace and joy. And like Psalm 34, their faces are radiant. There's no torment. There's no depression. There's no anxiety anymore. Something happened to them. What is that? It's the, it's the print of the Holy Spirit. But you see the manifestation of the Spirit 
or the, 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 the shining forth or the bringing forth or the displaying of the Holy Ghost through His gifts. Now some say, well, there's nine gifts of the Spirit. There is not nine gifts of the Spirit. There's about 20. Now there's nine in Corinthians, but there's gifts in, in, uh, in Romans, in 1 Peter, on and on. There's about 20. You can go and look. Go look. Go look. And so we are believing God to come to a greater understanding of the third part of the, of the, of the Trinity, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. And we're asking Him to come. And, and he's, been, he's been doing that. And so tonight, we're going to look at the gifts of healing. And, and I, if we have time, we'll look at the gift of faith too. And we read the text for that. He manifests through a life to bring change. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness long-suffering and self-control against such things there is no law. Galatians chapter 5. So a man who's received Jesus and they get filled with the Spirit is no longer somebody who's filled with lust. In other words, they're coming away from the works of the flesh also in Galatians 5. Instead of the works of the flesh, they have the fruit of the Spirit. And so the gifts, if you look at your notes uh, now, I mean, almost every service, nearly every service, we lay hands on people. You say, why would you do that? Because we believe in gifts of healing. It is an elementary, rudimentary teaching in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 5, in those final verses, talks about, uh, maybe it's Hebrews 6. Anyway, you can look it up later. The laying on of hands is an elementary. Anybody ever been to elementary school? Raise your hand. You went to elementary school. Right? Reading, arithmetic right? Those are elementary teachings. In scripture, the laying on of hands is like going to elementary school. I mean, that's how the apostle Paul saw it, and, and with the, or the writer of the book of Hebrews. We don't really know if it's the apostle Paul. I suspect it is, but we're not sure. So the writer of the book of Hebrews says that the laying on of hands is elementary. It's reading and arithmetic, yet in many churches, unfortunately, we've backed away from the laying on of hands when it's just, I mean, how many of you know you'd have a pretty hard time? You don't know how to add. You know, you need to learn how to add. You know, we got ripped off a couple times when we were overseas. You know why? Because we're in a rush. <laughs> they have these merchants that come out. I mean, it's like in the day of Jesus. In fact, the shops existed in the same place at the time of Jesus. That's how old their shops are. I went in and bought some baklava from this um, a Muslim man. The shop was amazingly pristine. He was reading the Quran when I went in. And there was this peace there, but it wasn't the peace of God. It was very unusual. I think it was a devout Muslim man, but it wasn't the peace of God. It was like, wow, there's peace, but that's like something different. I don't know. I'm like a feeler. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And uh, he told me that the shop had been in his family for over 300 years. And so he, they, the, 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 they have the most amazing baklava. Anybody know what baklava is? I'm a baklava freak. I love it. Got honey and a, oh, and they put pistachio in there. Come on, let's just close in prayer and go get some. Amen. <laughs> so I walk in there and, and, and you know, they use different currency. I can't even remember what nation it is now. I think we're in Israel. Okay. 
So we had dollars, and most people would take dollars and exchange it for you on the spot. So I'm in a rush. The tour's going ahead. I'm trying to get my baklava, and we go to do an exchange, and I ask him how much it is in dollars, and it's $17 for like three or four cookies, a little box, a little, little small box of baklava, and it's expensive there. And I thought, that doesn't sound right. And so anyway, I take it. I did the math later. I got totally ripped off. Look, if you don't know how to add, you're going to get ripped off. And if you don't know about the elementary things of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, you will be ripped off of what God wants to do in your life, of how God wants to flow through you. Some people even don't even believe that there is a Holy Spirit. Poor people. The ripped off people. So we get to this one. We get to this one shop. And now, listen. Don't miss Sunday night. There's a lot of testimonies of the different folks that went to Israel. Will be uh, testifying on Sunday night before Minister Tim preaches. Just a brief time of testimony and what God did through the folks. There's eight of us that went. And um, <laughs> this one man says to my wife, "Come with me. Let me rip you off," <laughs> which was hysterical because everybody's trying to get you in their shop and give you some tea and then you know rip you off so instead of like you know hiding the fact that he wants to rip us off he says come with me let me rip you off and we, we just thought it was hysterical oh hallelujah now let me let me say this before we move into the rest of this message the gifts of the spirit operate through us in different ways and in various levels of power the gifts of the Spirit operate through, can operate, really, potentially, through every one of us. And, in fact, the Holy Spirit wants to operate and move through you. Come on, He wants to use you to leave some moose tracks. Can you say amen? I didn't say scat. I said tracks. He wants to use you to manifest Himself. The second thing is the Holy Spirit, as I said, lives in every one of us. And he wants to, listen, the, the, the gifts of the Spirit operate sovereignly as, he, as the Lord wills. It's another text. Here's what I found out, though. The Spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. And I've found out more often that the Holy Spirit wants to move, but we're actually not really in tune with what he's doing or have a heart of compassion. So we hold our, put our hands in our pockets instead of minister. All right. So every service that we have, we, uh, nearly everyone, we, we lay hands on people. That, why do we believe that Jesus heals? Why do we believe that God heals? Well, it's all over Scripture. It's everywhere. Right in your notes. God declares himself as healer in the Old Testament. In Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, I love that passage. They've come out of Egypt. They're three days without water. They come to, to the, the bitter waters. And the Lord shows Moses a tree. And he takes a tree and he throws it in the water and the water is made sweet. And he says, I am the Lord your God that healeth thee. In fact, it says, if you listen to my decrees and you, you obey my word. I mean, you need to go listen, to go, go study that passage. It's profound. But he declares himself to be the God who heals. From generation to generation, I am the Lord their God that healeth thee. It's present tense. In other words, he meant it then, and he meant it the next day, and the day after. And he's not a God that he should lie. He does not change in him. There's no shadow of turning. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. The God who healed in Exodus 15 is the God who heals today. He heals right now. He can heal you right now. And tomorrow, he'll also heal you. It's just an aspect of who he is. 
He is the healer. And there's many, many scriptures, and I'm just going to read a few of them. And if I start getting fired up, you'll just forgive me. These things, these scriptures fire me up right here. Listen to this. Exodus 25, showing what we're showing here is that God has been a healer throughout the Old Testament as well as in the New. And how many of you know we're still in the, we're in the, the you know, the, 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 the book of Acts still? Exodus 23, 25. Worship the Lord your God and his blessings will be on your food and your water. I will take away sickness from among you. And none will miscarry or barren in the land. I will give you a full lifespan. Psalm 103, verse 3. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all. How many? All your diseases. Psalm 107, verse 20. He sent forth his word and healed them. Malachi chapter 4 and verse 2. But for you who revere my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings, and you will go out and leap like calves released from the stall. Woo! Turn to Isaiah. Take your Bibles. Turn to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 53. Hmm. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form of comeliness that we should see him. There is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. We've turned to each to his own way. And the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before his shears were silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. Who will declare his generation? Oh my goodness. Verse 10, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Oh, he has put him to grief. I mean, this, who is it talking about? Who could it possibly be talking about? He's talking about the Messiah. He's talking about Jesus. Now turn to Matthew. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, Matthew. Chapter 21. Pardon me. Matthew chapter 8, verse 17. Put it up on the screen if you will. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 17. That it might be fulfilled what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, and it then quotes Isaiah 53. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the healer. Isaiah, the, we saw 
uh, copies of the Dead Sea Scrolls because they're traveling on tour through America as I understand it. But we were able to look at copies of the Dead Sea Scrolls. They found the Dead Sea Scrolls that date back predating Christ that have the entire Torah, the entire Bible, Old Testament, all of it except for the book of Esther. They found it all. And they have, I mean, it is just amazing. And they have the book of Isaiah. They carbon it is way before, way before Christ. Isaiah prophesied these things 700 years before Jesus ever came. Don't tell me some man wrote it. A man wrote it, yes, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit as he moved him along. You couldn't put this together. Man's not smart enough, nor would he condemn himself either. The Bible. In Jesus, a messianic age has dawned. And that's what Matthew's saying right there in Matthew chapter 8. The king, Jesus, has released his kingdom on the earth. And a part of the work of God's kingdom, very simply put, is healing. It is just a part of his kingdom. Look, there's no sickness in heaven. Some of you got to get excited about what I'm saying. There's no disease in heaven. There's no bondage in heaven. There's no tears in heaven. And in fact, he keeps every one of your tears in a bottle, you read. We saw actual bottles, tear-collecting bottles. Crazy. I think I remember reading something about that a million years ago, but we actually got to see them. Wow. Turn to Matthew 21. So we were at the Jaffa Gate in Jerusalem. And they have these money changers all over. And you can get really ripped off at money changers. It's the same as it was in Jesus' day. And so, you know, if you... If you, ha- if you understand that, you just have to be very careful. And so we had some folks go to the money changers, two, two folks, and they, they went there, and they got totally ripped off. One person for 100 and, almost $150, and the other one for about 45 And they didn't realize it until we got back to our hotel, and they were checking their banks and bank accounts uh, online and realized, hey, I got ripped off. And they were very upset about it. Well, the following day, I believe it's the following day, we were able to actually go back through that same place. It was with Dr. Morocco and 32, 33 uh, people on the tour. And we went back to the very same gate. We just took a couple different turns on our tour to end up back at the same gate to talk to Mr. Money Changer Ripoff Guy. And as we're standing there, we're talking with them. They're denying it, but we have proof, you know, from the bank statement and everything. But they didn't give receipts. They, they just totally ripped off these two ladies. And I'm standing there. I'm not happy about it. And I'm standing with Dr. Morocco, who's about twice my size. And they're denying it. And they're denying it. And it was just, I just, I was so blessed, man. I sat there. And as they denied it, denied it, and denied it, Dr. Morocco said, you're not going to rip my people off. You understand? And the guy's like, whoa, dude. Now, you got you to gotta know that there's a lot of tension. I mean, we got, we've got um, Israel defense people everywhere. 
you have police people, and I'm not talking, you know, all holstered and stuff. We're talking M4s. Everybody's got automatic weapons everywhere. And there's Arabs and Jews and all this tension. And we're standing there, and Dr. Strait makes a scene. Just pounds his hand. Now, I've been in meetings where he pounded his hand. I'm going to just tell you, he's Italian, Sicilian. You don't want him to pound his hand. It's just not good, the pounding of his hand. It's just like, yes, Scott, what do you want me to do? I'm ready. And so he pounded his hand. He said, you're not going to rip my people off. You understand? And the guy was like, whoa. Immediately, the, the, the police, everybody starts taking notice. I'm like, I took a couple steps back. <laughs> and the guy says, uh, we're going to straighten it out. I, he says, yes, you are. He says, okay, we're going to straighten it out. Can you give us about an hour? And he went from, you see, in that culture, if you're caught, you have, to, you have to save face, so you just lie even deeper. But they were so busted, and they got this giant Italian man slamming his hand with the, with the people with the automatic weapons, and the police are starting to come, and the whole thing becomes a scene, and they just go like, you're right, we're just going to, we come back in an hour, we'll pay you all your money. And it was one of those glorious moments of a true shepherd. I just loved it. It was awesome. I like that kind of stuff. So uh, we came back, and they, they got their money. Now, here's what, I, I'm a little confused on the timing of all that. I, I think when he pounded his hand and they confessed, I was like, wow, I love Dr. Morocco. He's been my pastor. He, I got saved under his, he, you know, he led me in the sinner's prayer 20-plus years ago, and my wife was saved. He's, he's my pastor, and he's our senior leader. And so I'm just thinking, yeah, he's a stud. Awesome. He's awesome. My pastor rocks. You know what I mean? I'm just kind of like backing off like, yeah, wow, come on, Jesus. And, and I noticed at that time, now I noticed this harpist all of a sudden. Now you may not know what a harpist is. You know, bring, bring, right? I look in the Jopfa gate and there's this, there's this girl dressed like she's an angel and she's playing the harp. And I'm like, whoa. I mean, she just like appeared. I, I put it on Facebook. You can go on my Facebook and back up a week or so, and you'll see this. this you see this lady. You see this lady playing. And I thought, I'm, I'm like looking around, and nobody else is paying any attention. And so I just kind of walk over, and I walk a little closer, and she starts smiling at me. And, then I, and I'm like, is it an angel? And then I realize the way she's looking at me, that's not an angel. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying, uh, she wants some money or something. But I, but I took my... I videoed for a little while until I felt like, okay, this is going to get weird. And I stopped and just turned. Are you all there? In you thought I wasn't going to tie that in, but I am. Matthew 21. And Jesus entered the temple and drove out all those who were buying and selling in the temple. And he overturned the money changer tables and the seats of those who were selling doves. And he said to them, it is written, my house will be called the house of prayer, but you've made it the den of robbers. Now, let me, let, me, let me say this. I woke up this morning with this scripture and that story, and a very simple thing that doesn't tie exactly into what I'm saying, other than if you're going to be used in healing, if you're going to see a move, a manifestation of the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be able to control the dove. If you have a spirit of control, you will never see revival all of your life. You'll never see it. 
if, if you're so gripped with controlling things, controlling how things work, and if you're not open to yielding to the Lord and letting others be touched by Him, then you will never see a move of the Spirit of God. And so many people are gripped with fear, even pastors, even leaders. They're afraid of letting God come. They're afraid of letting God show up and show off. They're afraid because what happens if it gets weird? I'll tell you what I think is weird. What I think is weird is controlling the dove and, 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 and trying to be the guy that's, you know, like a Messiah complex. I'm the man. Uh, amen. No, you're not. But he's the man. Come on, somebody say he's the man. And the church throughout all ages, I'm back to the notes now, although that's a whole message in itself. The spirit of control. You'll never have revival. And, and, and the Lord will constantly test you on it whether you have it or not. You'll feel really uncomfortable when he starts moving. You'll be like, oh, I want to stop that. Yeah, that's called control. Amen. A spirit of religion, a spirit of control. It shuts down the move of the spirit of God. It will shut down healing. The church throughout all ages believed in the power of God to heal. All right, let's look at our text. One of the gifts of the Spirit is gifts of healing. Every healing is a gift, every one. And it's multiple gifts of healings. There's multiple, various kinds of healing. There's physical healing. How many of you have ever been healed? All right, if you haven't been healed by the Lord yet that you're aware of, first of all, I think He healed us. Come on, when you got over your cold, that was the Lord. You didn't have to be in service and somebody laid hands on you. How many of you know when you had the influenza or you were, God forbid, you are in a car crash? How many of you know your bones healed? How many of you know he's the healer? Okay, now there are demonic healings too, so you want to be careful of that. But I mean, God heals us. So a physical healing is one way that healings come. What's another way? Mental. <laughs> I've had some healings in the, the area. Some of you are surprised. You say you might need some more. Well, that might be true. But mental healings. Yeah, it's going to be like, I know somebody needs some mental healing. <laughs> Emotional healings. I was a, we read Psalm 34 again, referencing it again. A broken and contrite heart, he will not spurn. Listen, a broken heart, a broken spirit brings dryness to your bones, it says in another place. Um, if you've ever had a broken heart, it is a horrible, horrible, painful thing. But God can heal you. In fact, it says he comes to heal the brokenhearted. He not only will heal your physical body, he'll heal your mind. He'll heal your, mentally he can heal you, and he can heal you emotionally. Come on. That's a great thing. I needed a lot of healing. I needed physical healing when I first came in. I needed mental healing when I first came in. I needed some serious emotional healing. And there's times now when in life I need healing. Come on, you go through something, somebody dies. How many of you know when somebody dies that's close to you, you're hurting? Guess who can comfort you? Jesus can. Jesus can comfort you. Jesus can heal your emotions. Come on, he can heal your emotions of what happened to you when you were a kid. What happened in your family that nobody knows about but you. He can heal you of that time when you were abandoned. He can heal you of the time when you were rejected. When your parents said that they didn't want you, that you should have been miscarried. It can heal you of, of words that were spoken. It can heal you. The truth is, in life, you are going to get hurt. You're going to go through things that you feel offended by. You're going to go through experiences where you're feeling rejected and mistreated. Welcome 
to the human race. It's common to every single one of us. How you respond as a believer is just come to Jesus, the healer. Lift your, learn to lift your hands instead of run to a bottle, run to a relationship, run to the things that satisfy or make your flesh elated. Don't run to those things. Run to God. And when you run to God and you, you put yourself under the spout where the glory comes out, you put yourself in a position to receive from Him. Come on, a column of fire will come. The glory of God will come. So, so oftentimes we want to just push the button like a microwave and if He just doesn't heal us right then, then we're just like, forget it. I'm going to go smoke crack. You need to learn to just wait. Wait on Him. So you need to just get on your knees. I mean, God gave me a number of pictures in my early walk. They're still true today. If I get on my knees and I call on Him, and, and, and He'll come. If it takes 10 minutes, how many of you know there's a war going on? There's a war. There's demon power that wants you to go back to the pipe. Wants you to go back to that old relationship that was nothing but a cancer for you. There's demon power that wants you to yield to your flesh and try to, well, the sin has gratitude, you know, help or pleasure for a season. But in the end, it reaps death. But you know something? You cannot overdose on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You can't overdose on the infilling of the Spirit. And some people never learn to get on their knees and cry out to God and let God wrap His arms around. I'm going to tell you something. When you have a good cry in the arms of God, there's nothing like that. Nothing can compare to that. And then you come away like different. He changes your desires. He changes you. He heals you. He can heal you physically. He can heal you mentally. Come on, lay hands on your own head. God, heal my mind. Heal my brain. Come on, lay hands on your heart, Lord. Heal my emotions. Wow. Healing manifests itself differently, at times gradually, back in the notes, at times gradually, at other times instantaneously. And there's so many scriptures that we could look at. We're talking about the Holy Spirit manifesting in gifts of healing and the gift of faith. Gifts of healing. Healings. It's plural. Gifts of healings is what the text says. It's an S on the end. And I've seen people get healed immediately. And I've seen, we have that one lady that was uh, recently, I think seven, eight weeks now, she came in and she was, had a walker stick. And I've told the story a number of times. I just like it. She was legally blind. Well, she got healed in that service, but only halfway, but enough to put her cane away. And over the next two weeks, she got all of her healing. And so she's no longer with a cane. She's got full vision. Then God healed her ears. She could hear now. Doesn't wear hearing aids anymore. I could introduce you to her on Sunday morning. She goes here. This is just normal. It's what Jesus does. He heals. She goes to the doctor last week, and they check her eyes out. She expects to get this great report. And the doctor says, actually, you're not healed. She's like, I can see. She says, well, he says, well, not according to my report, you can. And she's like, really? Says, yeah, in fact, no, you, you can't see. She says, yes, I can. She says, well, no, you can't. And she was very discouraged, and she left and began to lose her eyesight. She came here on Sunday, told me this story. I said, oh, it's just, it's, come on, whose report are you going to believe? I said, were you, were you seeing, did God heal you? He healed me. I said, well, then, this thing's history. Take off your glasses. I took my clean thumbs and put them in her eye socket. 
Jesus' name. She got all her sight back right then, and she's doing great. Come on, somebody say praise God. That's a miracle. When the, when the doctors say, hey, the evidence is you don't have any eyes or whatever, and you're like, you can read. Whatever, that, that works. I don't even know that'll work. Well, sometimes it's instant. Sometimes it's gradual. Many different ways to administer healing. Are you guys getting anything today? Many different ways. Word of knowledge. Word of knowledge is simply you have knowledge about somebody in need of healing. And, and you, you utilize that. In other words, you share that. Anybody here with a, with a right knee problem? Right knee, specifically. Right. One, stand up. Stand up right where you are. Can you give me some knee healing music? All right, you ready? Stand up. If you get right, oh, you stand up. Oh, we got all kinds of people standing up now. You got right knee, not left. We'll go for left after. All right, let's go for left right now. If you got a left, you got any kind of knee problem, stand up on your feet. Any kind. All right. Close your eyes. Can I have the knee music, please? That's just a joke. He could play anything. He doesn't have to play at all. The anointing and the power of God to heal is not connected to music, but, but he inhabits the praises of his people, and I just like worship. There we go. Father, in Jesus' name. Come on, believe with me. Believe right now. Father, in Jesus' name, by a word of knowledge, right now. Right now, we command pain to go from every knee, the right knee first. Right, the right knee first. Knees be healed. Knees be healed. Knees be healed right now. Knees be healed. Now the left knee, in Jesus' name, be healed. Be healed. Okay, start moving your knees around. Come on, check them out. Pain go. Pain go. Pain go. Come on, say it with me. Pain go, in Jesus' name. Pain go. Say it again, in Jesus' name. Pain go, in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. How's it going? How's it feeling? Oh, it's better? Is it 100% yet? Oh, it doesn't hurt. So we went from pain to no pain. I think that's pretty good. Lord, thank you. Never come back again in Jesus' name. Complete healing and wholeness. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Come on, who's the healer? All right, for those of you standing around, the person that's around you that's standing, go on, reach your hands towards them. Be healed in Jesus' name. Come on, check your knee out. Check your knee out. Any better? It's better? A lot? Okay, but, but here's the thing. You'll find, and I, I don't like this. I don't like evangelists that then just grab somebody and run around, you know, and just say, you're better, you're better, all right, he's better, yeah. You got like 10% improvement, 5%. I mean, let's be real. About 50. 50%'s pretty major. I mean, come on, 50%'s pretty cool, right? All right, so here's how you do that. If you just get 50%, or just, I mean, thank God for 50%. What we're going to do is we're going to, how many of you got an improvement, but you're not totally healed? Where are you? Raise your hand up. You got, a, you got some improvement over there? Improvement, right? All right, whatever percentage it is, improved, whatever percentage it is, let's ram that right down the enemy's throat. All right, just say, thank you, God, for healing me 50%, 10%. Thank you. And then let's, if he healed you halfway, I, you know, he's going to go all the way. And again, sometimes it's immediate, sometimes it's gradual, but let's believe for the immediate right now. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for bringing the 50%. Lord, we ask now in the name of Jesus Heal his knees completely, 100% healing in Jesus' name. And the Lord says, son, I've marked out some things for you to do. 
I've shown you a way in which you're to walk and a way in which you're to talk. There's some paths that are laid out before you and there's been some confusion assigned to you even by the enemy. But the Lord says, I'm leading you, I'm guiding you and I'm going to teach you how to walk in my peace, says the Lord. I'm going to teach you how to hold your peace. There's even a broken heart that you've been navigating and making your way through. But I've got you, says God. And I'm pouring my spirit into you. I'll not only heal your knee, I'll heal your heart. And I'll restore all, Joel 2, 25, all the years the locusts have taken. I will restore, for I love you with an everlasting love, says the Lord. Holy Spirit. I don't have knees on my notes. But the truth is, if I had faith for that, I would have written it down and gone for it. Okay. Word of knowledge. How oh, the rest of the knees? Wave at me if, you got, if you're, you're improved. You got healed. If you believe you got healed. Good, 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 good. Praise God. Come on, let's put our hands together for Jesus. Amen. Words of knowledge, back to your notes. i got to hurry. I'm just about out of time. Words of knowledge, laying on of hands. That's what we just did. Talks about that. And again, Hebrews, uh, again in James. James, anointing with oil. If any of you sick among you, let them call upon the elders of the church. They'll anoint with oil. i got a big old jug right here. Praise God. We didn't happen to use any right now, but we can. Some of you need like the whole bottle just... Is that you? Is that a word of knowledge? Is that you? Do you need the whole bottle? <laughs> Love you, brother. Praise God. It's nothing, there's nothing special about the oil other than it's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And that's, that's a powerful symbol. It's just olive oil that we dedicated unto the Lord. We don't use it for cooking, but we could if we wanted to. Or you don't have to get all weird. Oh, it's the oil. The oil is going the oil. It's in scripture. Anoint with oil. There's mass healings. I've been in services where there's been just mass healings. So just nearly everybody getting healed. And there's lots of ways that God heals. He heals through worship songs. Pastor Alex wrote a song many years ago. I'm holding on. Right? Is that what it's called? And my dear friend, Dr. Michael Gannon, played that song in one of the most desperate times of his life. And over, he would play it over and over and over and over. And the power of God would just come on him. You'll sing again. You'll not only sing again, you're going to write. I believe one of the things the Lord's doing through this season is he's, he's using this weakness to break you in a way. And as you play, as you, as you, as you yield to him, he's, your vocal cords will be healed. They're being healed even now, I believe that. But I see you writing. It's causing you to go deep. And I see this. I mean, our, our dear brother needs, needs prayer for his vocal cords to heal. He has one of the most amazing voices I've ever heard. Just, just clarity and, and 
an anointing on him. And it's, it's strained. He's going to go see a, a doctor, but we just believe right now. We believe right now for total healing. I, I love what the Lord has done through you, Pastor Alex. In that, in, in many ways, but in specifically in that there's all kinds of worship leaders being raised up and people singing that are having more of an opportunity because there's, you know, a, a weakness in your weakness. My strength is made perfect, says the Lord. Father, thank you. Lord, heal it completely. Sunday about a bird that sang to me and through the singing of a bird I got an interpretation from heaven well you can call it strange I'm just telling you it was God I can still hear it how is it that you can still hear the song of a bird some 20 plus years ago and still remember exactly what the Lord said to you from a little birdie singing to you while you're riding a bike Only, look that's God stuff but God speaks God. He doesn't speak. He, he speaks His language. And He knows exactly how to touch you, how to heal you. And You've got to just be open to it. Or in a religious mind, be like, well, that's a nice bird. And you'd be like, whoa, you know, go back into your misery. It wasn't a white dove or anything. It was just like a little swallow. I don't even know what kind of bird it was. Some of you need a little bird to sing to you right now. It sounded something like that. Man, God just touched some people with that. That's crazy. Isn't that like the Lord? We'll be making a doctrine out of it. Then you really got a problem. Oh, yes. When you whistle these specific, when you whistle like this, then. No, that's weird. 
tempted to do it one more time, so I will. It is 8.40, and there's nothing on TV. 8.35, there's nothing on TV. called whistling in the spirit listen some of you think I, some of some of you some of you're like oh that he's just joking i'm not joking if you can sing in the spirit you can whistle in the spirit you can drum in the spirit you can play can you play keyboard are you playing it he's playing in the spirit i think that's still neem music right now anybody hear it we get so religious and so uptight listen god can use anything he can use a donkey he can use you. He can use a rooster to get your attention. Peter, he can use us. He can use a bird. He can use anything. All of creation speaks of his glory. All of creation, signs in the earth and the heavens above. He can use a blood moon to get somebody's attention. He can use anything. Who is he that even the wind and the waves obey him? Don't you think that God could just do a little something and speak to you? My wife and I were parked and, and, and we were courting and we were, we, were, we were very close to setting the marriage date and everything. And there we are in my mother's Ford Explorer green, parked out in front of, some, uh, of the ocean during the day. We weren't watching submarine races at night. We're living holy, glory to God. And as we're parked, the sun was beginning to set. It was so beautiful. And we're, we're reading the Psalms or something. I forget. I have to ask her. She remembers all the details, and I have like these broad stroke memories. And we're praying, and a cloud comes by the car. And while the cloud is coming by, and it was orange, it was hitting the sun or whatever. I mean, you know, scientifically, you try to figure out why the cloud was orange. I'm just telling you, it was orange. A beautiful, burning orange. And it passed in front of the car. And I said, and while that's happening, the power of God falls on us in the car. And I mean like, oh God. And I said, Karen, do you see that? She said, oh Jesus. And we're weeping. Power of God. I, it was so dramatic that I got out of the car because I thought I was hallucinating. I got out of the car, and I looked, and I think she got out too, and I walked to the front, and I tried to touch it. And what the Lord was saying is, I have blessed this relationship, and my cloud will be with you all of your life. I just saw it here. Come on, God can do it for you. God can heal you. God can confirm things. He can speak to you. He can help you. He's God. And there is no other. He alone is God. There, he's, he's, no one else is God. He's God. And He wants to manifest to you through gifts of healings. Plural. Well, I'm going to leave it right there. You put that in your Bible. You come back next Wednesday. We'll finish it up. Come on, lift your hands to Jesus. Come on, all across this place, lift your hands. Stamp on your feet all across this place right now.
There's some of you who are really being touched by the Holy Spirit. I mean, you, you, you're like, wow, man, I'm getting touched. If that's you, come to the front. I want to agree with what the Holy Spirit's doing. Jesus didn't do anything except that which the Father showed him. He's touching you. He's healing you. I need an usher. Spirit's touching Holy God. That's the power of God right there. That's the power of God. Hey, stop, stop, stop. Hey, rock, rock, rock. Be healed. Be healed. Three, two, one. something as long as you don't know it. says the Lord. Don't shrink back. Fire. Holy Ghost!
Christ died for us. If you believe in your heart, as, as the Apostle Paul said, and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. Saved from what? Like a lifeguard would throw a life ring to a drowning man or woman. So the Lord put his own body on a cross to save you from what? Not from drowning, but from eternal death and hell and damnation. 
And when you receive him, when you believe that he paid the price for you, your sin is forgiven. It's thrown as far as the east is from the west. In Isaiah, it says, though our sins be like scarlet, I'll make them as white as wool. Though our sins be like crimson, I'll wash them and make them as white as snow. You know what white snow looks like in Alaska? That's what your record will look like before God if you just confess your sin to him. All across this place, that's you. If you need to get right with God or you need to recommit and you know it, quickly come to the front. Quickly come. Don't hesitate. Meet me right here. You know you need to get right. Hustle. Bring your little feet down here right now if you need to get reconciled. You need to get right with God. Come on, put your hands together for these. Come on, you can get excited. It's the greatest miracle of all. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Praise God. Starting fresh, starting new. Amen. Wonderful. Pray this prayer whether you're up front here or you didn't come up front or maybe you're online. It doesn't matter. Just with all your heart, say this right out loud. See, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son Jesus to die in my place. Forgive me of all of my sins. I'm sorry. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. And make me new. Take out the heart of stone. And put in a heart of flesh. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on my sins. And I set my face towards you. Take my life and use me for the purpose for which I was created. Thank you that my sin is now gone as far as the east is from the west. That I'm a new creation. I'm brand new. I get a fresh start. I'm not under condemnation. You're not angry at me anymore. Your anger was released on your son. You love me. You've carved me in the palm of your hand. Come on, say it. You've carved me in the palm of your hand. You'll never leave me nor forsake me. I'm your child. And you're my God. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Would you lift your hands all across this place as a sign of surrender to God? Holy Spirit, come now. Touch these now. Every chain be broken. Every curse be broken. In Jesus' name. Give them a hunger for the Word of God, a hunger for the things of the Spirit of God, that you would manifest yourself through them, through us even in gifts of healings. Be filled, touched, right now. I confirm to you, son, that you have a call of God in your life. There's a call of God. It's got a hunger for the word. It's unusual. It's got a hunger for the presence of God. You've been through much. He 
sets the solitary in the families who a father and mother might forsake you. The Lord will take you. That's scripture. That's what it says in the Bible. You are precious and holy and dearly loved. My hands upon you for good. for you too. Take it. Be healed. Whoa. Gotta forgive. Alaska, hear the word of the Lord. You shall be. Say it again if you believe it. Alaska, hear the word of the Lord. You shall be. One more time. Alaska, hear the word of the Lord. You shall be. If you believe that, say amen. Take someone by the hand. May the Lord bless you, keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance towards you. May he be gracious to you, keep you, and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you. God bless you. Praise God. Thanks for listening to King's Chapel, Alaska, and Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion is making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's life call and help us to be the personal, powerful, and permeating church God's called us to be. Get in touch with us anytime at 907-357-2065, 907-357-2065, or online at kcalaska.com. 
kcalaska.com. Friend us on Facebook and follow Pastor Daniel's tweets at Alaska Revival.